If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everybody. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like scary movies. I like telling these guys about them, and I'm very excited that today is our 50th freaking episode. Woo! Oh my god, our 50th freaking episode! <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 Milestone. wow. We also launched our Patreon. What a big day for the three of us. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Patreon is pretty uh, exciting. There are some fun rewards on each tier. Um, what are those rewards, Sammy? Well, we didn't totally decide on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know that uh, tier one will just be from the from the goodness of your heart, just supporting your favorite podcast. Uh, and tier two, you'll get a a, a bingo card. We are going to play some bingo today. We talk about bingo a lot here. Horror movie bingo. We love it. And we made some freaking merch about it. <laughs> we made merch about it. We love it. We made merch about it. <sighs> A.K.A. Sammy, Sammy made merch about it. And Sammy made some merch about it's it. It's fucking rules. Sammy rules. Um, and then are we doing tier three? That's what we hadn't decided That'll yet. That'll be a big old surprise. That <laughs> will be... Yeah, maybe there's a third tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Check it out. Tier three TBD. Be a patron of, of us three, your favorite gals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's exciting, and we've been doing this for 50 freaking episodes, which is so cool, and I just love it so much, and I love you guys so much, and it's really exciting to be here. I have so much fun doing this every week, and I'm so happy that our listeners like it, too. Brings me a lot of joy. We have such great listeners, you guys. We talk about it all the time when we read your comments, when we read reviews. We were just we like, share them back and forth. We're like, damn, we've got the best listeners ever. So we love you guys too. Fifty episodes. If we were, if we'd been married for fifty years, what's the fiftieth anniversary gift that you give someone? Probably like wood or something. I don't know. No, it's no. Gotta, fifty. You get more it's like diamonds. A, it's Silver? like a diamond. Yeah. Diamonds. Oh, it might be diamonds. Yeah. Diamonds or gold. Well, depending on how our Patreon does. I will be getting Maybe we'll get each other diamonds. Yeah, join our Patreon so that we can buy each other some diamonds. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that we economy. should treat every single individual episode we do as the equivalent of a full year of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, why not? 
life is short, I think you know. That it is. Oh, it's gold. It, we we won't get diamonds until our 60th episode. So, um in 10 weeks. <laughs> 10 weeks we get diamonds. I can't oh. wait. Yeah, so we're going to need a lot a, a lot of you to join that Patreon. <laughs> we're, we're counting on it. Um, please. <laughs> we want gold and diamonds. That's why we got into this podcasting independently <laughs> is for gold and diamonds. So help us out. <laughs> um, how is everyone's week? How's everyone doing? Um, well, we have another announcement. Which, uh, you know, a bittersweet 50th episode is that it also is Henley's last episode with us uh, in uh, from California. She will be remotely joining us in future episodes from New York. She's going to take a couple weeks off because, as we mentioned last episode, she will be driving across the country listening to the Spotify playlist that you guys are putting together for her. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out to that Spotify playlist. It rules. There are already like five hours of songs on it. And I am (gasps) so stoked to listen to it. Thank you to everyone who added anything. Did either of you guys, did anyone add anything to it? I didn't add anything. No. I didn't add anything. Those are all listeners. You guys. I'm so excited. Or all Carl. Like, like, (laughs) Like we said, we've got good listeners. Yeah, we really We've do. Got good listeners. Oh, I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna listen to the whole thing over and over again. Yeah, you'll definitely be on the road for more than five hours, so mm-hmm. that'll be doable. Yeah, so keep mm-hmm. adding, keep adding, friends. She's still if you're listening to this episode right now in real time, Henley is on the road. She is still driving. So give her give her some songs. Um it is very bittersweet. I mean, it's honestly it's it's just bitter. I'm really pissed off that Henley's leaving. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Um, but we live in a, a wonderful time where we can continue to record and feel like we're together and keep this up even across the country. And we ain't going to stop. We've been married 50 years now. What could stop us? I know. I'm really sad to not be in the same time zone as you guys anymore. But um, you better believe I'm just going to. I'm still going to be here every week um, until the world ends. We hope so. <laughs> Riding it right on out till the end. Right out into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm really going to miss you guys. I just I refuse to say goodbye. I feel like ev- at every turn, we'll still be able to see each other one last time. I'm like, I'm not really leaving. I'm in denial. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, me too. <sighs> Yeah, we're all in denial. I'm also a little like I feel my brain is all mixed up right now because I've been packing and you always think packing is going to be easier than it actually is. Um, That's the moral of the story. Packing is the worst. And so is unpacking. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry that you've got that ahead of you. (laughs) Can't wait. Both are bad. (laughs) Um, But it's a new adventure for our dear Henley and... And, you know, life is just full of unknowns, mm-hmm. as one could have guessed by what is currently happening. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're stepping out into new uncharted territory. And that's cool and brave. Mm-hmm. It's very brave. Wow. Way to bring mm-hmm. it back around. Mm-hmm. I tried my best. <laughs> um, should we get into this week's movie? We really should. And yeah, Henley, or Sammy mentioned that we're going to be playing bingo. So... We'll see who gets it. Who gets it first? I've got my, my t- too scary didn't watch bingo card out right in front of me. I've got some skittles ready to go. 
Um, so just keep in mind that we're going to be bingoing as we go with this week's movie. And Sammy, what is this week's movie? Well, this week's movie is Sinister. It came out in 2012 um, and it was um, kind of chosen by our listeners. We asked last week on our Instagram what the scariest movie you guys had ever seen was and this got the most votes so buckle up and it's a good one for bingo luckily <laughs> um it was directed by scott derrickson written by scott derrickson and c robert cargill starring ethan hawk Juliette rylance james ransone and nicholas king um and i had not seen it before this was a first viewing for me uh Jenna and I watched it separately and played some virtual bingo. <laughs> um, and it was scary, but it wasn't the scariest movie I've ever seen because I'm very brave now. Ooh! I talked to I talked to Jenna briefly today and she said that it, she didn't think it was that that scary. But everything that I Google searched made it look terrifying. Also, Ethan Hawke in a horror movie. Has that is that, is that a choice he's made? Um, he's in The Purge. Oh, he's in the Purge. We should do the Purge. I'm curious. Both, about I believe, that. are 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 Blumhouse. By the way, uh, big oh yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big horror guy, Jason Blum. He might even be in more. I I'm not positive. He was supposed to be in Insidious, or he mm. like turned down Insidious. Right. Mm. Oof, I'm scared. I bet I'm gonna think it's fucking scary as hell. Yeah, same. And did so? Did either of you get Bingo? No, I have a, a sneaking suspicion none of us will get bingo. Damn it. <laughs> what ha- but, how would the rules of the bingo go? Like, if you get bingo, what happens? Do you guys give me all, all your diamonds? We give you all of the diamonds that we get off of Patreon. <laughs> I will call out when a potential bingo thing happens. And if you have it on your bingo card, you mark it with your Skittle or whatever you are using as a place marker. And if you get five in a row, you yell out, uh, bingo. <laughs> it can be diagonal, vertical, horizontal, mark that free space, you know, bingo. But what do you win if you win bingo? Well, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want, Henley. We, uh, you could do like, uh, finish your drink when you, when you mark a spot. This is kind of up to, up to the player. Mm. Nobody's going to win anything, unfortunately. What if, what if you just, no, what if you just win like honor and dignity? <laughs> yeah. Do it for your honor and dignity. Do it for the honor and dignity. Okay. Okay. That I like. <laughs> I'll also finish my drink. <laughs> Welcome to our 50th episode cocktail hour. I mean, if that is not cause for a celebratory drink, I don't know what is. Uh, but if you did need more, let's just say we've got a hot dad coming up. So this week's cocktail is Papa's Pride. For this drink, you're going to need two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of sweetened ginger juice, two lemon wedges, five mint leaves, two ounces of soda water, and four to five dashes of Angostura bitters. You will add the bourbon, ginger juice, lemon wedges, and mint to a cocktail shaker, add ice, and shake until chilled. You'll strain into a highball or Collins glass over fresh ice and top with soda water and your Angostura bitters. Then garnish with a mint sprig. Guys, cheers to you. Cheers to hot Ethan Hawk. And let's get back to it. Okay, um, I have some trivia. Okay. There's one that I think is the wildest trivia I've ever read. <laughs> Whoa, high oh stakes, high stakes. I, I 
I think I screamed when I read it. I couldn't believe it. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait to tell you guys. Oh my it. god! What is it? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so the the movie opens on a, a family of four being hung. So I'm not spoiling anything by talking about this scene. Being hung. Um, Yikes! What year is it? I I don't actually know. I didn't really write down all the years. It takes place in a couple different decades, but. Uh, it, it opens on a family being hung and it, they, of course, you know, were stunt performers performing this act. Um, but the stunt coordinator fucked it up and actually hung all of them by their necks, <gasps> almost killing all four of them. And then what? he was immediately fired that none of them died, but they all like were hung for real. Isn't that the fucking craziest shit you've ever heard? I couldn't believe it. Wait, what? I oh, know. My God. How do you make that mistake? How That's do you make that mistake? Huge, huge mistake. And like the only thing that you're avoiding, I feel like. So yeah. the, that is probably the number one thing that was to be considered. What? <laughs> Holy shit. And if any of them had died, he would have gone to jail for involuntary manslaughter he, he almost he almost killed four people four people whoa that is sammy that is you were right that lived up to all the hype that I was really, fucking nuts i really couldn't believe it it almost felt weird that it was just like tucked in there with the rest of the imdb trivia and like it's just like another bullet point i was like what <laughs> i really want to know i want to know all Holy the details shit. i want to know every single thing that happened yeah i saw that there is an interview there is an interview with the director about it being like yeah i had to fire him immediately obviously <laughs> but i didn't read the full interview but i imagine people would have things to say about that experience <sighs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow indeed. Damn. Especially because I feel like as a stunt performer, you you do dangerous shit all the time. But that's one where it's like, can you imagine if that's the thing? You like pr- jump off of buildings and do like motorcycle chases and then someone just fucks up uh, the one thing that shouldn't be fucked well, up. Well, you imagine that they do lots of testing beforehand with like dummies yeah. or like fake whatever and to make sure Watermelons. to make sure that it's <laughs> you know, I don't know how you would fake a hang someone to begin with. Um Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he did not either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hire me. I can do fake hangings. I can do fake hangings for sure. <laughs> Just I'll take the job. I imagine you also don't get another job after that right like nobody i would hope not nobody's hiring you as a stunt coordinator after that well i imagine that he was probably don't you feel like he was probably sued by the actors yeah probably i i am interested to know i'm interested to know more there's definitely a lawsuit for sure for sure we live in america y'all we live in america (laughs) y'all we love we love our lawsuits Mm -hmm. we love our lawsuits um okay so i guess i should maybe i should have saved that one for last because now they're all going to be kind of boring <laughs> but okay so we got our budget we love a budget three million and it may went on to make 87 million pretty okay good return mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> if i can do that math for you guys that's good that's good <laughs> <laughs> Um, the writer, uh, C. Robert Cargill got the idea for this movie after a nightmare he had after watching The Ring. Mm. Um, and 
Last thing is that there is very little blood cursing and no sex in this movie because the director was hoping. I'm out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say boring. Boring. He was hoping for a <laughs> hoping for a PG thirteen rating and um still got still got the R for it just being too scary. Yes. I guess you want a PG thirteen rating because more people can see it. Yep. Yeah, more yeah, people those come are the, to it. You make more money, but it seems like it did did okay. With the R rating. Yeah, three goes into 87 a lot of times. If we circle if back. If I'm doing the math right. If we circle back, that math meant that that was pretty that good. Math, that math checks out, I think, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> um, okay, should we watch the trailer? Uh, yeah. New details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this week. I didn't want to move here. We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. First one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. Early Christians believed that Bagul actually lived in the images themselves and that they were gateways into his realm. Children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bagul's abduction. Sweetheart, what are you doing? Painting. I wanted to paint her picture. Who are you talking about? Stephanie. She's living. <laughs> no, I didn't like that at all. That looks scarier <laughs> than something that could ever be PG-13. Yeah, I don't know. That was a yeah, that, that was a pipe dream for sure. Fucked up. Oh my god, that was. I really had. I had a hard time. I had a hard time watching that trailer. I really didn't want to be watching it. <laughs> I'm proud of you for watching it. You did mm-hmm. it. You did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good pick, listeners. This <laughs> looks awful. <laughs> I'm gonna hate it. Ooh, Can't wait to hate it, baby. Okay, let's get into it. Do we have okay. on the on any of the bingo cards um like picture becomes a demon <laughs> or something? <laughs> I don't know how to phrase that properly, but I feel like that's definitely a theme in, in horror movies where the Do image you think that I feel yeah, like like in the in the ring and Okay, okay. I, I feel like there are other ones where oh well it wasn't really this, but what was the one where it's the shadow that's creeping around and then it becomes a demon? Conjuring two? Yeah, Conjuring the 2. Nun. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's all, you know, demons coming out of, coming out of, It's like, kind of a convoluted. come out of anywhere, kind man. Of a convoluted one, Henley. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, demons being a picture. <laughs> being a picture or shadow or movie. <laughs> well, you know the thing that demons do? <laughs> Big patrons of the arts, demons. <laughs> uh, that is not one, unfortunately, Henley. Uh, I, well, I think if you made your if you made the type smaller, I think you could fit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
an issue of font size. Demon is a patron of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. Boy. Should we get into it? Let's get into yeah, it. Let's get yeah, into let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so we open on a family of four hanging in a tree. Actually um, hanging, it ends up. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, they start on the ground and basically the tree branch acts as a kind of pulley. And as the tree branch falls down, it pulls all of them up. This is on kind of a Super 8 film. We don't know what uh, we're watching yet, but it's spooky. It's bad. Um, and they, they die. That's awful. Um, and then we cut to a family of four moving into a new house. So if you have moving to a new house, uh, I have spooky house that counts, spooky right? House will, spooky house will come up soon. Oh, I can't put spooky house yet. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mark it. It's a spooky house. It's a ranch style house. We've decided oh, you ranch, hate a ranch, style. ranch style houses are bad. Well, it's spooky because we know that that's probably where the people died. Yeah. Um, okay. We know that it it's not going to be a good house. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so they're they're moving in. They're they got their little U-Haul out front. This is Ethan Hawke, and his name is Ellison, and his wife, whose name is Tracy, and he has two kids, a daughter and a son, Ashley and Trevor. Um, and we go inside, and the daughter Ashley is immediately drawing like painting on her wall. So if you have child drawing. Check, mm. check that one. Check your bingo. Uh, and yeah, I guess her parents have told her like you can draw on this one wall on your room for fun. And so she's doing some spooky, spooky child drawings. Um, then outside, a cop pulls up, and Tracy says to Ellison, "Like, what's he doing here? Like, go out and talk to him." And Ellison goes and speaks to this cop who is like seemingly angry at him already and he's like what are you like i think this is in really poor taste you being here and through this conversation we come to find that he is like a true crime novelist Mm. and he says something like you know the information you withheld on that last case got someone killed or something like that um and So this cop is not happy about him being there. And he says, "Um, I think it would be best if you just packed up and left and never came back. Which, warning from a stranger? I have a warning from a stranger. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he basically says, yeah, like, I think it's in, I think it's um, in poor taste that you're here or something like that. Um, And... His He walks back to his wife and she's like, oh, what did he want? And he's like, oh, he, you know, wanted an autograph, but didn't have his book. So next time or something like that. Mm. And she says, this isn't another one of those things where we're moving a few houses down from like a crime scene, right? Another <laughs> so, one of those um, things? This has happened multiple times? <laughs> apparently that is something recurring in this marriage that he moves to <sighs> near a crime scene and just doesn't tell his wife very cool i mean i feel like wife not to put this on you but if you know your husband does this look up the listing yeah just do a little research (laughs) it's 2012 you've got access do a little do a little research yeah murders in the area a quick google (laughs) um and then they're inside the house and he goes up in that attic Mark your bingo. Oh, I got it. I got it. I've got it. And guess what he finds in that attic? A mysterious box of eight millimeter film and a projector with all labeled with different years and different like events. And he's like, huh, this is so weird. Um we're we're getting some like vibes from the wife the family's not really happy to be there he's made them like pack up their life the kids are like we miss our old school and she's kind of like if you know if you fuck this up again like i'm taking the kids and leaving type of thing so not mm, a great very cool <laughs> great starting point for this tension. family yeah tension in the marriage yeah uh oh relationship problems Mm. Mark your bingos. Mm. Just side side note, I'm having a moment where I'm thinking it would be kind of funny to make a bingo that is actually incredibly specific. 
where like every single one is like <laughs> like only in one movie. But a lot of it's them like can Ethan be really Hawk specific. Is rude to his wife. Yeah, or it's like <laughs> yeah, if she says if you fuck this up again, I'm taking the kids and leaving. I bet that's in a bunch of movies actually. Um mm-hmm. Okay, I anyway, think that falls under relationship problems. Well, I know, but the whole point is that it's, you know, like <laughs> a little bit more like you I just got to see. Okay. We're going to need a really a really a small font for that. <laughs> That's another font issue. <laughs> I'm mostly interested in a small font. I want to know about the typography of the bingo card. I want a tiny 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 font. I need I want to I want to need a magnifying glass to read these bingos. <laughs> Um, okay, so they're like in a bit of a fight and she's like, you make you keep making like root uprooting us and making us move to these places. And like you haven't written a successful book in 10 years. And like, what are you doing, basically? And then he like makes a little joke and they start giggling and cuddling. And it's like a very quick turnaround that I feel like does not really happen in arguments that really mm-hmm. bumped for me a few times. The way they argue is like mean, mean, mean. One joke and happy again. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, it would be good if it was like that. It feels, uh, yeah. it feels like there's some un- un- unresolved um, conflict, though. Yeah. When that's the course of events. Yeah. Um, so he sets up his new office and his new house. He's got his little detective board. It's like photos of crime scenes and the little like red string, oh, like yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, uh, he's kind of like, you know, doing like, oh, where is Stephanie? We're getting a lot of little like clips of information. At this point, I was incredibly confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, hmm, he's do- it's like he's doing he's doing some researching. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, is that a, a research thing on the montage? Bingo? No, it's I, yeah, not a yeah. montage, is it? It, it? It's not yet, but um, okay, there okay. might be one coming okay. up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then he like he sets up the this eight millimeter film that he found in mm-hmm. the attic, and he starts watching the film. And the first one he watches is the one we saw in the beginning of the. film family of four hanging in the tree it's like first they're like having a nice little picnic and then they hang in a tree they just inexplicably go from picnic to hanging in a tree yeah it's like cut we don't see how it happened okay Mm. Mm. does he see how it happened do you think no okay a mystery all right oh my god he loves a mystery he's got a whole board for it (laughs) you need a board if you're gonna have a mystery oh my god if you don't have a board you're then you don't have a you'll never solve it you'll never solve it (laughs) um there's a lot of him walking around at night in like the middle of the night with all the lights off in this movie no thank you which i always find very spooky um, he hears some mysterious noises. Does he now? Does he now? <laughs> Let me mark my bingo. And it's a fake out and it's his daughter who is just kind of lost in the in the night in the new house and she's tr- looking for where the bathroom is. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Puts her back to bed. Uh, a lot of the writing in the opening of this movie is it, it, 
everyone in the family asks him, are you going to write like a really good book this time? I think he gets asked that like five times. It's ridiculous. So again, the daughter Does that imply like, that all of his other books are bad? I mean, I don't know. It's He hasn't had a hit in 10 years, I think, is what okay. is what we're getting. Weird that to rely on... Um, you have to rely on a gruesome murder to have a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, well, I hope there's, there's some one. like context of like, he's been, uh, editing textbooks and shit like that. He's not happy doing that work. He likes his big true crime hits. Right, 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 right. Um, so, um, um, so he puts, yeah, he puts his daughter back to bed and then he goes back to his office and back to the films he puts on the next film. Oh, he's ready to watch more. Okay. He's ready. He stays up all night, every night, it seems. <laughs> um, and puts on the next film. And it is a family kind of tied up in a car. A different God. family? A different family. Uh oh. And the car has like chains around it. All the music in this movie is real wild too. It's all like like kind of I don't know how to describe it. Um, but it's very spooky. And I read somewhere that it was like they chose music that sounded like it would be in a snuff film. Oh god. <laughs> what does music sound like in a snuff film? I wish I knew how to describe uh, yeah, who it. Who is scoring a snuff film? <laughs> You know, I don't know. But I don't think I want to look it up. It's no, very no, no. like, uh, I like don't know. Dissonant sounds. Like... <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any fucking words to describe music. <laughs> How do you describe music? <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Uh, I don't know. Noise. Anyways. No, nope. Yeah. Well, oh, that cacophony. Is, that is a way. No, it's not a cacophony. <laughs> it's all kind of subtle. And it's, you know, you know, one thing I will say is that I kept having to like see if there was a noise happening in my house. Like oh, it's so very subtle. Yeah, it's subtle, but kind of real noises. It's like, like muted. Like knocking and uh, I Silverware don't know. Silverware. Yeah, yeah. Like clinky. Clinky, yeah. clinky, knocky. <laughs> okay. Music stuff. Is that what's in a snuff film? Clinky, I'm knocky, snuff film stuff. Clink, your standard clinky, knocky, snuff film. <laughs> music. <laughs> Mark your bingo. Mark your bingo, clinky, knocky. So also, <laughs> also, aren't all these films that he's watching, they have dates on them? So he has like the yeah. So he'll see the year that there's like one in the eighties, one in the seventies, one in the sixties. Mm, looking like one a decade, huh? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Kind of no real rhyme or reason to it. But all okay. like, are they all like four person families? It seems like it seems that way. Hmm. Hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> um. But so yeah. Back to this film. Eventually, the car that they're tied up in gets set on fire and the whole family is burned alive. Mm. He freaks out because now this is like we're getting the impression that he knew about the first crime. Mm. Oh, okay, that's like why he moved to this house. Yes, that's the one that he was initially investigating. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, uh oh, what's this? He calls 911. He's like, I have an emergency. And then right as the operator or police chief comes on, whoever it is, comes on, he's like, he doesn't say anything. And he hangs up. He's got a big mystery on his hands and he wants to solve it himself. (gasps) Illegal. Bad. Ego getting in the way. Bad. That should be on the bingo. Illegal. Bad. Illegal. Bad. Um, So, yeah, he he then again is. 
walking down the halls at night. Everyone's asleep. We're hearing more mysterious noises. And um, and he kind of sees this big box at the end of the hall. And it's it's maybe moving. And he's slowly approaching it. And right as he gets to it, this body bursts <gasps> out of it kind of in a backbendy way. Oh, my God. And at first I thought it was a naked woman, but it's actually his son Ooh. having a very creepy night terror. I think it counts as creepy kid. Creepy kid. Yeah. yeah Marker bingo for sure on that one. I'll count that all day. Um, and he runs to his son and and p- picks him up. He's like, Trevor, Trevor, wait, like, wake up. You're having another night terror. Um, and we learn that you know, this kid has night terrors and they seem to be getting worse. Ugh. Oh, no. Um, then the next day, the kids go to school and he gets right back to watching his films and he puts on the third film, which is now a family tied to uh pool chairs and being one at a time thrown into the pool to drown what the fuck and then at the end of this film he notices a very scary man just walking along <gasps> the bottom of the pool un- underwater that's oh, scary no. that's very scary pauses it can't quite make out like a clear face it's just a spooky face and then as he's, oh, as he's like watching it closer, he, the film catches on fire and burns up. <gasps> Not good. Not a good sign. And he wants to save it. And so we get our research montage where we're getting cuts of his uh, Googling how to edit film. Okay. <laughs> how so he's, to edit. Uh, he's, he's splicing. He's splicing it together. He's saving these film reels. Uh, as an editor, this is when I started getting nervous. Maybe this is a bad movie for an editor to be watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was the correct feeling to have. Because he's, oh, no. he's splicing together burnt film. Well, he's cutting out the burnt parts and kind of saving what was left. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, so- is this footage spontaneously combust? Is that just like a thing that could happen that isn't supernatural? Well, it is really flammable. I think it could on okay, a projector. So he doesn't it have a spark. reason to be so concerned yeah. yet. Other yeah. than the, you know, watching deaths. Yeah, right. right. All the deaths are bad. The deaths. And the creepy man walking in right. the okay. um, pool is probably not a good sign. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Although we've all had that happen. I mean, come on. Who hasn't? <laughs> you go to a pool party, someone's walking on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after school, the kids come home. The mom is very mad at Trevor, the son, because apparently he drew, um, a tree with a family of four hanging in it. And the teacher was very disturbed. And, um, Ellison is a little weirded out because I don't think they're supposed to know that that happened. Okay. Well, the wife doesn't even seem to know. The wife doesn't seem to know. Um, wild for her still not to know but so it seems yeah. like he's maybe having some night terror premonition type things i'm not sure mm. um, it's really convenient that kids must draw what they see mm-hmm. i know right mm-hmm. really helps you understand the whole picture yeah mm-hmm. um okay so now he's back to watching the next film which is now a family tied to a bed 
and someone going and slitting their throats one by one. What the fuck? Oh, no. That's awful. And again, he goes walking around that house. He hears some spooky noises. It's nighttime again. Obviously. (laughs) He goes into the attic, doesn't turn the light on, and is seeing a box again kind of moving around and swats at it and it was a snake underneath the box and it slithers away and then he sees on the lid of the box there's a bunch of again child drawings of each of the things that he has just watched so it's like a stick figure drawing of a family hanging from a tree stick figure drawing of family in a pool stick figure in a in a car and in each one there's a drawing of a spooky man next to it says that says mr boogie okay Okay. All right. Boogeyman's more formal. Yeah, he likes to be referred to as Mr. Boogie, Uh, though. uh, Boogeyman was my father. You can call me Mr. Boogie. (laughs) Um, And then just as he's getting super creeped out by this, he falls through the attic floor. (gasps) The the floor gives way and he kind of crashes through. And then we cut to... Him uh, kind of with his leg propped up in the kitchen with an EMT and a cop. Um, Same cop from before? Different cop. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, what's his name? James Ransom, who is also in It Chapter 2 and really blew my mind. Uh, he's also in The Wire Season 2 as Ziggy, which is a character oh. I really hated and I just never put these two together and wow i was shocked wow ziggy i yes very important character in season two yes um but so anyways so he's the cop and the emt kind of uh like recommends he get stitches he's like no i'm not gonna do that um emt leaves like has his foot wrapped up or whatever and the cop stays and he's like basically a a fanboy and he's like i'm just wondering if i could maybe get an autograph of yours and he's like sure i have an extra copy of the book Oh, so I just remembered that obviously maybe another reason why he didn't want to tell the cops about it is because he'd been chastised by that other cop and he maybe didn't want to like admit that he'd been wrong or like admit that he was in a vulnerable situation. Right. Which I'd forgotten about. Um, yes. But so so he's this cop says to him, you know how in your acknowledgments in your books, you usually have like a cop that you say thank you to. Mm. uh, uh. Detective so-and-so for all the information. Like, I could be your detective so-and-so. And And Ethan Hawke is like, oh, hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to find some information on a murder of um, a family that was burned alive in a car, a family that was tied onto like like a pool. (laughs) He's Um, like, just these things. Just, yeah, if you don't mind. And the cop's like, yeah, 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 like, totally, I'm going to help you out. Um, And he's all excited about it. So this this is previously unknown? Or or, I I just am a little confused. I was confused, too. Um, All cops are book nerd (laughs) (laughs) I know, this is a situation where you probably do want to call the cops. Well, he is a cop, um, and he. Th- I think what Ethan Hawke is assuming is, like, these crimes maybe are, you know, known about already, and he just doesn't know about them. So he's like, go check your database, and I want to learn about this stuff. And I mean, I guess they would be. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he doesn't necessarily know that these are unsolved crimes. Um, but so, yeah, so he sets the cop out to go do that. And um, then he's in his office now watching interviews of himself. And uh, there's this kind of ongoing theme of like, what's more important to you in life, like success or like justice type of thing. And he says something dramatic here, like, I would rather chop off my hands than uh, thwart justice or something like that. But we're kind of getting the sense that he cares a lot about the fame and fortune part. Would seem to. Yeah. Um. Oh, so he's like edited out. He knows how to edit now. He did his research montage. <laughs> he's edited some, pulled some clips, digitized, I guess is what we would call this, digitized them. So now he's got some clips on his computer. And he sees Mr. Boogie in the background of each of these. Well, he already had seen it in the pool, but now he spots him in the in the hanging one. Aware's Waldo of Mr. Boogie. Yes, exactly. Will. And he couldn't see it before. Before he oh, just he's blended to, in there real good. He's just needed to <laughs> he's have blended it, in there real good. <laughs> he's really hiding. His editing skills brought him brought him to life. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, he did the he did the classic light zoom. Lighten zoom. Lighten light zoom. zoom. Light How you can always do. A classic yeah. lighten zoom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his like wife and daughter are in the kitchen and his wife says something like, go bring daddy his coffee, but we have to make it really special. Like he likes it so specific in such a specific way. And the daughter like they make his coffee with a little French press. The daughter brings it to him. is like, daddy, I brought you your coffee. He takes it from her. Just spits it out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's just like, thank you, honey. And like closes the door in her face. And um, uh, Jenna and I went ahead and marked this as absent parent because he's really not, you know, neglectful. He's neglecting. And I think she made it special. She made it special. He does not give a shit. Okay, yeah. Mark your bingos. He is not there for his children. Oh, well, okay. So uh, this this trope of. a neglectful writer I feel like does pop up. Writer happens a lot. Writer yeah. happens a lot and then all, in like The Haunting it was the same where it was a guy who had gotten successful off of his books about um, being a ghost <laughs> a ghost hunter. Right, uh, right, was, right, right. In um, The Lodge was he a, a ghost hunter too or was he just a novelist or like a writer? He, Yeah, he a think novelist. he was a he was a uh, he did like cult he did writing. cult writing. That's what it was. Cult writing. Yeah, I feel cult like writing. it comes up again and again. Um, um, but okay, so he gets, uh, then he gets a call from depu- Deputy So-and-so, which is what he is listed as in the credits. Okay. Um, and uh, he's basically like, okay, I found each of these cases. One was in Sacramento. One was in St. Louis. This was in 79. This was in 68. And okay. he's like, this one, the address was, you know, 2678, whatever, Pleasant Street. And he's like, 2678? And then he, he's like, yeah, why? And he's like, no, nothing, no reason, never mind. They hang up and then he pulls out basically like some paperwork that he had for his current house and sees that the tenants that lived here before him used to live on 2678 Pleasant Street in the house in Sacramento, where another one of these murders happened. Oh. So he's creeped out by oh. that. Interesting. Okay. Is the implication that they found out 
Wait, what was, why do you think, is the implication that they found out there was a creepy murder in their house, so they moved, and then the, the murder still happened to them in the new house? Well, I know what the implication is. Now. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> so I couldn't, right. I couldn't in good conscience. But if you didn't, what guess. would you guess? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. But we'll I get, would, so I, we will know eventually. Yes, and I, I was, I, I can't wait to find out. I was confused for the, for probably the first half of this movie. I felt pretty stupid. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What's happening? Uh, but uh, we will find out. Great. Um, as movies usually do. Um, um, but okay, so he's sitting in his desk and, you know, in on his computer, he was just zoomed in on, zoomed and lightened on Mr. Boogie in the background. Mm -hmm. And as he's looking at this document of this address, we see Mr. Boogie turn nah. to look at him no. from the clip on his computer. No. And then he turns back just in time for uh. <laughs> for Ethan Hawke not to see him. Patron of the arts. A real patron of the arts. He wants to keep the integrity of the photo. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's a new clip on the screen where Ethan Hawke is now in one of the movies. Uh. Oh, no. And there's a bunch of little child hands grabbing him. Okay. And he's... Okay. Pretty freaked out, yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, yeah. not as freaked out as he should be. Well, then that's that's a big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> I don't remember making this movie and putting in this <laughs> attic. <laughs> huh. um, but yeah, again, here's some noises. He's walking, creeping around the house at night again. He um, looks. He's holding the the like a printout now of the fo uh, photo of Mr. Boogie no. in the bushes outside of the house where the family was hung, which is this, this house. house. No. Um, and as he pulls the photo down, we see Mr. <gasps> Boogie there. It's a, a jump scare, but then he shakes his head off and sh shakes his head right off. <laughs> and everything's okay. Crazy. He, just needed, he just needed to remove his head and then he'd be fine. Uh, uh, no, he like blinks and he's gone. And But something is there. And so he grabs a baseball bat and he goes outside. Outside. No. And he goes up to the bush. Uh oh. And it's Trevor again, having another night oh terror. Oh my god, what if he had hit his son with a bat? That would have been bad. Poor Trevor, he's not having a go good go of it, huh? Trevor is not doing well. Um, How old would you say Trevor is, Sammy? Um, he's older, you know, I'd say 25. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the night terror thing even he's, uh, more He's older than eight, so he's probably 25. He's definitely not eight. The daughter might be eight, but even her, I think she might be a little older. I feel like they would, they'd be like 10 and 15, maybe. Okay. I feel like from the trailer, Trevor looks more like at 13. 13. Okay. Okay. Um, or 25. 13 to <laughs> somewhere between 13 and 25. Got it. Got it. I picture it perfectly. Um, but so, okay. So then. You know, he comes back in, there's commotion, the wife is like, what's going on? His night terrors are getting so much worse since we've been here. Like, can we please just move back home? Like, this place is not good for our kids. You're drinking more. That's another thing. Heavy drinking. Mark your bingos. Mark your bingos. Oh, have we seen him drinking? You haven't mentioned that, Yeah, have we have. It's kind of been progressively... Okay, okay. Every time he's watching I mean, these I films. I think if you're watching movies with people in real life dying yeah. over and over and over again you're gonna drink more yeah mm. exactly That's a good point um and so i don't blame him for his choices <laughs> we don't judge here 
But he it, he yells right back at her. I've never been on anything this big before. Like this is going to be the greatest book of my life. Oh, it's just going to get us all killed too. No big deal. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. So, and again, this fight ends with a giggle. He no. Yeah, no, it's getting more unrealistic every time. <laughs> because there was a dog outside and she's like, why did you come back in looking scared as a ghost? And there was a, sp- a spooky dog or a-, a dog barking a lot, like a pit bull or something. And um, he's like, oh, I saw a dog. And then they start cracking up and it's like, what? What? You were just having a pretty real fight. I don't think this dog would cut the tension in the way that you're making it seem like it does. Anyways. Hey, hey, hey. Um... So then uh, the next day, Deputy So-and-So comes over and um, he's he's basically like, OK, fill me in some on some more of this info. Do you think like these murders are related? Do you think this is maybe a serial killer? Um, like you got to you got to let me in here. So he takes him into his little detective room <gasps> with his photos and his printouts now of the screenshots from the movies, more red string connecting things together. And in each of the films, he's printed out. It has this symbol written on the in the crime scenes. And uh, Deputy So-and-So like says that looks like an occult symbol. Um, We need to talk to Professor Jonas. He's like an expert on occult stuff. He does a little video chat with Professor Jonas, shows him the symbol. And he says, this is a symbol of a pagan deity named Bugul, who is a eater of children's souls, Ooh, legend has it. Classic. Um, and he Not says, good. oh, that's the other thing is in the beginning, like when he was writing, where's Stephanie? There is kind of like this question, who, like, who is Stephanie? Apparently when this family was hung, uh, their daughter was missing. It was a family of five. Oh, four were hung, and the fifth was gone. Fifth is gone. Oh, scary! So that's why he moved into this house because he wants to get figure yes. out where Stephanie is, so he yes. can make that his. Blood. Oh, yes. Okay. So he didn't know about the hanging. No, he did know about the hanging. He knew about the he hanging, did. but he didn't know about the other things. That he's oh, okay. yes, okay. he didn't know about these other crimes. But they're realizing that each of these crimes, there, <gasps> there is a missing kid. Oh, oh my god. Um, and so, yeah. And so the, the professor says like, each of your stories has a missing kid, right? Like this could be some sort of, uh, cult initiation mention of cult. I say market. Yeah. Market. Mention of a cult. Yeah. Not a cult. Not a cult. (laughs) Yes. But there's both. Ooh, I only have a cult on mine. Not a cult. I also only have a cult. Um, okay. So we got some info about Bagul. It's not sounding good. Doesn't sound good, no. Uh, but okay, so he's walking around the house at night again, his favorite pastime. <laughs> and this time, there's mysterious noises. And as he's kind of looking out a window or something, we see a dead little girl <gasps> behind him. Oh my god, like a ghost like, or a corpse? More like a corpse. It's a ghost, I guess. But or zombie, corpse, or zombie, zombie, ghost. But the scene. It, it's really wild. Um, all of the kids are, are oh, I guess I just spoiled. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, he, he doesn't see her and he's moving through the house and we kind of see 
kids pop up in different rooms of the house that he's ew, not seeing. They all look dead. They have like cuts on their faces. Ew, and but they're, they're like standing. They're like just. Yeah. Uh. But then they kind of run as he turns. But they're they're running in slow motion in a way that looks like they're underwater. It's cool the way oh. they've filmed it. Like okay. he's moving regular speed and they're all moving slow motion okay in a kind of floaty underwatery type way mm-hmm. um and he's going into the rooms to check on his kids he sees trevor's in bed he sees ashley's in bed and then as he closes the door in ashley's room the camera pans around we see ashley's face her eyes are wide oh! open Uh-oh. and then we cut to what she sees Uh-oh. which is a little dead girl in the crouched in the corner of her room, now there is a drawing on the wall of Bagul. Okidokis. <gasps> and the little dead girl just does a shh. Oh, as no. you do. As you do. As you do. <laughs> um, Ellison is is very scared, still kind of hearing noises, but he's like basically not sleeping uh, anymore and uh drinking all the time. And so he's got his baseball bat in his hand and he sits down on the couch and falls asleep. Um and next morning, so-and-so comes over again, and Ellison's obviously not doing well. He's like, man, last night I like could have sworn someone was in the house. I, I, I woke up on the couch with the baseball bat in my hand. Like, I don't know what's going on. Did any of the previous tenants ever mention anything? Like, did they say they saw anything in the house when they lived here? And uh, so-and-so's like, mm, no, but like you've been drinking a lot. Like every time I come over, you've got a bottle of whiskey and uh, some, some gaslighting, I'd say. Mm, mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. also kind of legitimate <laughs> uh, at this point. True. True. Uh, but let's mark it. Let's mark it. Let's mark it. Um, Damn, I don't think I'm going to... Uh, I have them all over, but none that are going to give me... The reward I want. Which is being <laughs> the reward. That the sweet, di- sweet reward. <laughs> that sweet, sweet honor and dignity. <laughs> um, and then so and so says to him, uh, "Does your wife know like what happened in this house?" And he says, "No, she doesn't." And he's like, "Well, I'd hate to be there for that conversation." And he's like, "Yeah, it's me, okay. Hopefully, me, there'll me be a too. dog, and then everything will be fine." <laughs> yes, some just just a little dog to cut that tension. <laughs> She'll just laugh it off. Um, and then so and so leaves, and uh, the wife Tracy yells like, "Allison, get in here! You're." Your daughter just drew uh, on the wall in the hallway like she's not supposed to draw anywhere but the wall we let her draw on in her room. And she has drawn a little girl on a tire swing on a wall in the hallway. And she says like, she says, well, Stephanie made me do it. And and the mom says, who is Stephanie? And she says, "Um, she's the little girl who died here. She used to live here. She told me to draw it. And the wife turns to Allison's like that happened here because I guess she knows that that's like the story oh because early in the beginning she said are we moving a few houses down yeah Yeah. (gasps) but he moved them into the house yeah and so she freaks out oh no they get in a big big fight and she's like I can't believe you would do this like the kids are not doing well here like what are your priorities 
like uh, my book <laughs> and he says yeah he says he says like my book he says my book he basically he's like writing you know writing is what gives my life purpose oh, writing is yikes. my books are my legacy okay. and she's like excuse you have children <laughs> she says okay. excuse me i give your life purpose your children are your legacy and um yeah, they get in a big fight, and luckily this one... Also, though, like, ugh, I give your life purpose? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's also a... an unhealthy perspective. True, true. <laughs> um, I'm on her side, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair, 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 fair. But, so, okay, so they get in a big fight, and then that night, Elson, while he's sleeping, he's woken up in the night by a um, flashlight shining in his face Mm-mm. and we don't see who's shining the flashlight Mm-mm. mr boogeyman el bagor el boogeyman el bagor <laughs> uh, el bagor himself <laughs> well if it isn't el bagor <laughs> mr boogie pants <laughs> he always a flashlight oh god um but then the the flashlight goes <laughs> off. We don't see who it is. We he just gets up, senses someone is there. Again, gets up, walking around the house at night, and now he sees the stairs to the attic have been brought down in the hallway. He's like, "What the fuck?" Climbs up, and there are the five dead children <gasps> that we saw. Each of the missing children. That's what we think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that is what it is. Yes. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we think, and we're right. <laughs> um, and they're kind of all sitting around in a circle, and they're watching a, the projection of the films, and we're seeing Bagul in the film, and then he pops into the front of the frame and like jumps in Ethan Hawke's face. Ethan Hawke falls off of the the <gasps> stairs of the attic. And then after him, they like throw down the projector and the films. And uh, he's like, he's finally like, okay, fuck this. Grabs all this, grabs all the films, goes outside, burns them, sets them all on fire. The wife comes out and is like, what's going on? What's happening? What are you doing? And he's like, pack up the kids. We're leaving. We're going back to old house. Um, pack not, my, like, I don't know that that's how it works when you move. You don't just get to yeah go back to. I mean, normally, it's right? Go back to your old house. Good thing we kept that other house on reserve. <laughs> it's still there waiting for also, us. Also, as someone who is moving as we speak, the idea of just packing up your house constantly is uh, my oh, worst nightmare. That sounds that, that's worse than uh, Mister Boogie Pals. It's worse. <laughs> if, well, one of them is worse, and it's moving. <laughs> this um, poor woman. Yeah, but she's, like, happy because she's been wanting to go. So they're like, great. They wake up the kids in the middle of the night. They pack up the car. They dri- they're they driving away. They're speeding away. They're speeding so fast that they get pulled over by the cop from the beginning that Uh-oh. hates him. Uh-oh. And he's basically just like, we're leaving town. We- you were right. We want to leave and we never want to come back. And he's like, great. And he, like, tears up the ticket. He's like, no problem here then. Get out of here. We hate you. Ha-ha. <laughs> um... And so now they're back in their old house, which is a big spooky mansion. Um, we already got a creepy house, so that's fine. But uh, if we didn't before, we do we, now. We do now, yeah. Definitely okay. do now. Um, and they're kind of unpacking again. And 
he gets like an email from Professor Jonas again. That's like some more kind of uh, kind of texts and paintings of this same symbol that he's been seeing. And he's like, oh, um, you know, the cases that you were talking about, uh, they must have been from like here and here or whatever. This is like not he says like this isn't um, a pentagram like this isn't a well-known image like this isn't going to be like teenagers doing this. There's like very little information on this uh, specific legend. Like a lot of this, these texts about Bagul have been lost. Like this isn't common knowledge. Uh, but the but the legend is that Bagul lived in these images, and so whoever saw them would uh, oh. <laughs> would be possessed by them, and he would get them to do horrible things. And children who saw them would be especially vulnerable. So the missing kids. Killed their own families. So yes, I need a board. He... <laughs> I'm a detective. <laughs> you got, you got to get. You your... don't even need a board. Yeah, Emily's already all she's over. She's a it. pro. And so he's like, well, okay. So if I if I destroy, if you were to destroy the art and like the video clips that he was in, that would like close the passageway, right? Like he wouldn't be able to come out of the clips if the if you like burned for example, the eight millimeter films <laughs> and professor's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like you actually have seen him. And he's like, no, nothing. Never mind. Bye. Like hangs up. And he like, you know, lassos like the quick times on his desktop trash, trashes them, empties that trash. Like, oh, oh, thank God. I mean, I was worried for a second, but he remembered to empty the trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, 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 and then he like goes back up into the attic. He's oh, he's like boxes up the rest of his stuff and he goes to go put it up in the attic. And then in the attic is the very same box from the first house that has been moved back. And he 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 picks it up, he looks inside, and there's a new little envelope that says extended cuts. <gasps> What a little trolley boy this oh, demon is. This demon's a little trolley boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets another call from so and so who is like kind of panicked and he's like, "Oh fuck, um like you shouldn't have moved. Like the like uh I figured out the link between each of these cases and it's that each victim, each family of victims lived in the house of the previous victims. So it's like a, ch it. a chain of basically uh, okay. whoever moves next into the house where the last murder happened they and then the, the next, next house that they move into. But they're into. not a victim until they move. Not until they move. So technically could have stayed in that house. Technically staying in the house would have been the right, the right call. So you should never let fear win. That's the moral of the story. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. Um so he's like, "Oh fuck." And he throws on those extended endings. We see each one each time it was the missing child and they kind of go up to camera <sighs> and do an evil little smile after oh, killing their no. family and Ew. like wave at the camera. Ew, I hate <laughs> it. Evil little possessed kids, I guess. And um 
And being he, killed by your child is definitely worse than being killed by a demon. I know it's like the same thing, but in the moment you don't know that. And boy, it oh boy, would be bad. Yeah, yeah, that would be really bad. Really bad. Um, but so he's like drinking his coffee because I don't think he's slept at all this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, as he sets his coffee down, he starts foaming from the mouth. Okay. He has been. (gasps) The little girl made his coffee. The little girl made his coffee. She made it perfectly for him. He falls down backwards off his chair and she's standing there watching him. He's kind of seizing. She's walking towards him, dragging a big axe. Oh, that's scary. Um, oh, he like blacks out from being poisoned, but comes back to and he's he's all tied up. Oh, and no. duct taped. And um, and she says, don't worry, daddy. I'll make you famous again. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Honestly, I fucking love it. I'm here for it. Um, and we don't see anything happen, but we just see blood all over the walls of the whole house. Just all these slow shots kind of moving around. Yeah, because they're trying to get PG-13. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, all right, this, yeah, seeming less and less like a PG-13 <laughs> movie. Um, and then we see her with like, her, she's covered, the little girl's covered in blood and she's drawing on that the same, um, it's like the, I think it's the top of the box that the movies came in. And so now she's drawing her crime scene and it's her whole family all chopped up. Oh, God. And um, oh, no, puts it puts it back down, puts uh, uh, we're seeing the rest of the kids in the film projecting on the wall, kind of watching her from the film. Who is their cinematographer? And then she walks into the film and joins them. <laughs> and then Bagul pops out behind her, but she's not scared. They're friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he picks her up and, yeah, carries her into the film and then walks away. We see that all of them walk away, him and all the children. And then um, we go back to the box of films in the attic. And there's a new one there that oh. says house painting. Ew. And then there's one last jump here. Bagul pops in the frame and goes like, bad. <laughs> 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 and that's it. That's the end of the movie. Oh, oh my no. God. They, I, the family died. They all, they all get chopped up. They get chopped up. That's bad. Yeah, that's a pretty like, I don't know, there's something kind of like unceremonious about all the, the entire family being like yeah, chopped really up in such a brutal him way. him to like find a way out of it or at least... He didn't fight Bagul at all. It happens immediately. There was no Bagul fight. No Bagul fight. No Bagul fight. Yeah, that's my main complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Guys, I was so close to getting bingo. All I needed was a dream sequence and I would have been there. I had. I was was really close also. There was when the flashlight happens, it's it's filmed in such a way where it kind of seems like a dream sequence. And when Jenna and I were watching, I was like, dream sequence, please, 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 please. (laughs) But it's not. It ends up ends up being real. Uh, yeah, all I needed was a psychic, so I was really crossing my fingers. Damn, but nope. damn. Yeah, I needed too many. Oh, or I needed a Ouija board. I could have gotten by with a Ouija board. But... I needed a record player or a nasty nightgown. Yeah, nasty nightgown. I could have used too. Damn. <laughs> um, holy shit, that sounds really scary. 
it was it was scary but um manageable i thought you mm-hmm. guys yeah you would not like it no i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't i i it's it does hit all the points though the you know the neglectful parent the creepy house the you know yeah, it was a good one for bingo reaching out to an expert who can reveal all the necessary secrets to yeah. you yeah damn also i feel like that's a it's such a horror movie trope where you find out exactly what you needed to know mm-hmm. right like 20 minutes too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, damn, if this call had come through just 20 minutes before. Yeah. Um, um, but, damn. Uh, one thing at the end, I was like, I bet editing this movie was so much scarier than the movie because you would just be mm. looking at Bakul all day <laughs> yeah when we watched the trailer I was like oh this because de- you said that the writer had a nightmare about the ring that made because it, it does have that feeling of like yeah that thing of if you see it then it's th- which is so scary as a person watching it because you're like but I watched it yeah yeah I yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly but I only heard about it so I guess I watched the trailer oh no oh no I can never move maybe that counts I can never move. Oh, my God, Henley, you can't move. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Leave. Gotcha. You have to stay. Oh, no. Yeah, that is a scary. That is a scary idea to that because um, it implicates the audience. It makes you go home and second guess everything. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Were you? Jenna was not scared after watching this. Sammy, were you scared after watching it? No, I wasn't too scared. I'm so brave. You're yeah, honestly so brave. so brave. You're so brave. I will say, I watching that trailer, looking at that trailer, I I fucking hated it, and I wanted it to end. So. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the trailer. Either. So I bet I I would have been very scared. Uh, there is a sinister two, which I'm curious about. Was Ethan Hawke in it? <laughs> I think he is actually. Oh my god! I think they are. They're listed on the cast, but it it you know it, there's so much flashbacks yeah. to the other murders that the it might just their be murder the tape be, of yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony Collette and Ethan Hawke need to be in a horror movie together. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. That would be good. That would be good. And what's her name? Mary Beth Winston. Is that her name? (laughs) Mary Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth. Oh, I just called her by her nickname, Mary Beth. (laughs) I I call her Mary Beth. (laughs) Mary Beth El Bagul. Zip Boogie Pants. Um, we're We're all friends. Wow. Wow. 50, 50 episodes. episodes. Count them. You could count them and you'll count to 50. And we have, we've done it. Another 50 and then then we'll be at 100. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll have been married for 100 years. My God, I can't wait. There's been a glitch in the Matrix. It actually has been 100 years. I mean, what is time, honestly? These past four and a half months have been 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, what a great app, you guys. This is a great app. What a app. great app. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do it. now. We've been in for 50 episodes and now we get to decide that they're good. It's good. We're they're good. We did a good job. Yeah, we fucking Stamp nailed it. Of, Stamp and if, of and look, if you're still here listening, you think so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but really, if you're still here listening, my god, thank you so thank you so much. much. Uh I don't think there were really any voices in this. I guess. Did we learn anything? Oh, yeah. Did we learn anything? Yeah. Not to move. And don't one of move. Us. Don't, move. <laughs> don't move. That's the only and most important lesson. Oh, and don't laugh it off if you think you're having trouble in your relationship. 
yeah, yeah talk about it really communicate communicate and do maybe um if your husband has a habit of lying to you about where you've moved um just do a little just a little nip it in the bud nip it in the bud just nip it in the bud yeah start looking at the red fin on your of your own accord yes mm-hmm. pull up your zillow do what you gotta do, mm-hmm. do what you gotta do what if Zillow did say that? They were like, there have been three murders in this house. And I think they should. They don't do that. They definitely should. don't do that. Do <laughs> no, they? they definitely don't do that. No. I mean, I'm sure that Google would provide some results, but it's not. I think you might have to dig a little bit to find that. I think you would have to dig. To be fair, I think you would have to dig. All right. And dig. one would always hope that your husband, you know, is but forthright. It's, it's got to be public information, right? I would think murders I like honestly, that. Honestly, I don't know if there's been like a newspaper article about it. Yes. But if yeah. not. Would it be public information? Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. I thought they had to disclose that shit to you. I don't know. I think only within a certain period of time. Mm. Also, my God, think of all the murders we've never even heard about. Uh, Think about it. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. So, on that note, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) a real high note for our fiftieth. Our fiftieth. Just think of all the murders. Just think of all the murders and. Hey, goodbye. 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 Holy moly. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you have been here with us for all 50 episodes, oh my goodness, we love you so much. And if you're just joining us here for the first time, we love you so much too. Welcome. We're happy to have you. If you are liking the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Become a patron on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TSDW Podcast. And most of all, thank you so much for listening. It has been a dream of 50 episodes, and we can't wait to keep going forever and ever and ever and ever and ever from the West Coast, from the East Coast. Um, We're still going to be here week after week. We love you all. We will see you next week. Bye.